When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, y'all. You know what time it is. That means my boy Bart Scott is in the house looking like a bloated up Michael Jackson with a silver suit on. I got my man Christine and my lady Christine in the house. I got my man RC in the house. What's going on, bro? I see you bust. Y'all gonna see him busting all of this other stuff. But wearing short sleeve shirts, not really measuring up to the standard that he has contributed. So he can model on Instagram. He can model on Instagram, all right? But he got to come on first take all casual. We're gonna address that. When the time, when the time is right. Christine, how are you doing? <laughs> sure, right. They didn't swear. have you on camera. You know why? Because you say the best for last. <laughs> Hello. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to First Take. Christine Williamson here for Molly. Stephen A, we're matching. Yes, yes, I see, I see. Well, you look a lot better. I thought I was gonna be the best looking dude here this morning, and then you come, you come here looking great yourself, and just outshining all of the fellas. And so yeah. now I got to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. Our but I do. <laughs> good, good to see you, Ryan. Bart, you look good too. That's a silk suit. Hey, Christine. I'm yeah. yeah. for the five heartbeats. Okay. You admitted that. At least you admitted that. Nights like this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that raindrops would fall. fall. All right. Happy Friday, everyone. Let's get things started and talk some Thursday night football. And last night, the Baltimore Ravens hosted the Cincinnati Bengals in an AFC North battle. The Bengals lost quarterback Joe Burrow to a wrist injury after a second quarter touchdown. Ultimately, Baltimore walked away with a 34-20 win. Since he drops to 5-5 five and five and remains last in the AFC North, Zach Taylor, their head coach, spoke about his quarterback's injury. Take a listen. It looked like he sprained his wrist, so fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Did you hurt it all before tonight? Not that I'm aware of. I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find five to win the game. All right, Stephen A., are the Bengals done this season? I think so. I personally think so. I understand that only two games, I mean, when you think about the Ravens and the Chiefs atop the AFC, only two games separate the next 12 teams in the AFC. So one would say that's a reason to believe it's not over. But I'm saying it's over because of the health of Joe Burrow. He had the calf injury earlier on. He walked into the game with something on his wrist, which is why the NFL is looking into what, what was the status of his health prior to the game. Did y'all know he was hurting this much and you still let him go out there, that kind of thing? Uh, Ryan, you can speak to that a hell of a lot better than me, both you and Bart, especially with your association with the uh, NFL Players Association, so I'm not going to get into all of that. What I will simply say is this. The Bengals go where Joe Burrow takes them. And when Joe Burrow is that hurt and he can't perform again, I have been making the argument, you don't get healthier as the season progresses. You usually get worse, and your attrition kicks in when it comes to the National Football League. And because that's the reality, it affects Mixon, it affects Chase, it affects Higgins when he's out there, even though he's missed the last two games. It affects Boyd. It affects even their defense because obviously you'll need to be more opportunistic if Joe Burrow isn't out there maximizing 
nuance and the opportunities the offense may have available to them. So I look at it from that perspective, and I say, considering how competitive, highly competitive, the AFC conference is, I think that it's it's yeah. it's finished because of the health of you know, being a five or five team and the health of Joe Burrow being such a huge question mark. It was going to be tough sledding regardless, right? They they have arguably, if not top five, the hardest remaining schedule. They still have to play Jacksonville, the Colts, Minnesota, who's surging. They get the Pittsburgh Steelers on a short week with a backup quarterback potentially, or on a long week, ten days. I don't think when you talk about a sprained wrist, a, a sprained wrist is one thing. We all had sprained wrists. That looked like nerve issues when you talk about not being able to grip the ball and trying to throw the ball. That's not a sprained wrist. That's something so much more severe. You talk about a team that's built around their quarterback. They are not, uh, in this division, able to be able to win, I believe, without uh, Joe Burrow. They struggle with a compromise, Joe Burrow. How are they going to play without Joe Burrow? Jake Browning, uh, you know, played well. I think he, you know, associated, I mean, he represented himself okay. But when you talk about now teams are going to start preparing for him, he's going to be on the scouting report. You know, they're going to have tough sledding. It's an uphill battle for, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals to get to the postseason. I think it's over with. Is the trade deadline passed? Can they call Minnesota and see if Josh Dobbs is available? No, they can't. Because Josh Joe Dobbs Flacco's seems to be the only, the, only, the only guy that can just jump in and, and play ball. I, I, I think it's over for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's not just about Joe Burrow's injury, but Joe Burrow's injury is the catalyst of the season being o- over. Think about the first two games when you had a compromised Joe Burrow. And the way this entire team looked, it wasn't just about the offense not functioning at a high le- level, but it was off a defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo's defense that wasn't the same as we've seen it down the stretch of the last two seasons and then you when you look at last night the way that the entire complexion of the game changes when you lose a true franchise quarterback when you talk about the elite of the elites it's Patrick Mahomes and the next name that's mentioned many times is Joe Burrow so think about taking that guy away from a team that has been built around him it's not about what you could do with Jake Browning it's not about can you win a couple of games and get close to the playoffs because the sixth or the seventh seed has nine or ten wins it's about winning Super Bowls with this team it was about taking that next step the last two years you've been in the AFC championship two years ago you were a drive away from winning the Super Bowl and so now you start the season 0-2, not just in the conference, but the division. You're 1-5 in the conference, and this is the team that has to find ways to win against good football teams without the second-best quarterback in the world? It doesn't happen like that. Jamar Chase ain't the same. Tyler Boyd isn't the same. T. Higgins, when he gets back, isn't the same. Joe Mixon in the run game isn't the same because I got eight in the box now because I'm not scared of you taking the top off of the defense with Jake Browning at quarterback quarterback. This is worst case scenario for the Cincinnati Bengals who are already in a very tough spot. On a side, as a side note, I'm wondering why. Listen, I'm not trying to throw any shade on on Jake Browning. He, you know, he's never started the game. Right. Obviously, he's been in about four games in his career, two games this year. I'm looking at him right now. You got 13 different NFL teams, okay, that have already used multiple starting quarterbacks this season. Five teams have used three starting quarterbacks on the years: the Browns, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Giants, the Falcons. So we look at it from that perspective, and we say to ourselves, okay, the backup has become a very, very big deal. Yeah. When you look at this cat, yes. and then a 
Minnesota and what he is doing. How the hell did you ever let him get out of Cleveland? How the hell did you ever let him get out of some of the places that he's been? You're just looking at things right now. You saw what happened when in New York with Daniel Jones. He goes out, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, we, now we've got... Tommy what, DeVito. What, what, Tommy DeVito. I mean, Danny DeVito. Yeah. I mean, Tommy DeVito. I mean, <laughs> they, what, had, what, they, what they, had, they had Tyrod Taylor. They, so they, they, they did had, have they Tyrod Taylor, 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 but it makes sense. Yeah, they, 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 they got the excuse because Tyrod Taylor was there. But you're just wondering. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. And then I look, guys, and I'm looking at Jake. Let me go through Joe Burrow injury history 2020 torn rib cartilage November 2020 torn ACL MCL dislocated his finger in December 2021 yeah. sprained MCL in the Super Bowl finished the game of course July 2023 training camp caught it off with a strained calf and now Thursday night when you see the injury histories mm-hmm. of a Joe Burrow how in God's name are you the Cincinnati Bengals when you know what your aspirations are, meaning a Super Bowl, because you know you've got the talent to pull it off yeah. and you don't have a backup plan better well, than Jake Brown? Well, here, here's the issue when you talk about the modern-day you know, NFL. You know, because they hedged themselves and hedged their bet on so many high-end players and spending so much money, bringing Orlando Brown Jr. in, right? You talk about these high-end backups, you know, that's in the league. They cost money. They cost five to eight million dollars. So you're hedging your bet that these starters are going to stay healthy. That's why you look at it, 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 even with New York. That's why they stayed with Zach Wilson instead of going out and getting a backup, you know, that was c- capable in case he got hurt. Because you're saying, okay, well, this guy has been healthy for five years. So that's a problem that we have. We don't have enough. Good Good starters in the NFL, let alone to be able yeah, to get the pool of that's true, Bart. The, 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 the pool is so shallow right. that you don't want to be paying somebody that doesn't deserve by the $8 million because that's going to stop you from paying your running back <clears throat> or that tight end that actually plays and contributes. You know, they're depending on the stars staying healthy, especially with the new rules. But the reality is that everybody has seen, whether it's Lamar Jackson, you know, you know the stars, that, you know, it's, it's the likelihood of your starter giving you, you know, start an entire season is, is, is zero to nil. I'm just looking at Ryan Clark. I'm just looking at these. NFL teams well, right Ryan here, the, out the there. standings and, and the standings and what have you. And I'm just looking at all of this, and I'm saying to myself, how many dudes in the NFL who start actually deserve to be starting mm. for a franchise? I mean, now when you when you bring up what Bart <laughs> just brought up, it's just an interesting thing. I'm throwing it. I'm not saying what or who. I'm asking you, oh, RC, name as you look at yeah. it. How many? How many would you say don't even deserve to be a starter? Desmond Ritter, no brain. Oh, what uh, thing? Yeah, the the thing is this. Guys, the thing is this, everybody who's starting deserves to be a starter because in that case, they wouldn't be. So that's the first thing, because Bart made the point. We don't have 32 good starters, right? That's why there's always this line we draw. That's why there's always this line we draw between guys you can win because of and guys you have to win in spite of. Because there's always going to be a starter in this league that you're going to have to play around. You're going to have to say, don't turn the football over. We'll get you turnovers. We'll put you in field position. We'll run the clock, right? They're going to have those guys. You're going to have the Kenny Pickett's that you say, Kenny, go out and protect the ball. If you protect the ball, we can play good defense, which will give you an opportunity to win it in the end. And Kitty Pickett has been finding ways to get those game-winning drives. I believe it's five over the last two years. But people will look at Kenny Pickett and you look at the overall stats and you say, okay, this guy doesn't deserve to be a starter. And so you're going to look at these different teams. Desmond Ritter, who was replaced by Taylor Heineke. Ryan Tannehill, who's been replaced by Will Levis. All of these guys started the season as starters. And then eventually 
eventually they move through and you realize they aren't good enough to get it done. Hell, Daniel Jones got $40 million a year, Stephen A. and Bart, and I don't think when we're looking at a good starter in the NFL that he is one. But the, the thing is, the pool, like Bart said, is so shallow, you have to have a guy, and you have to tab that guy, and you got to make him feel good, and you got to make him feel like the franchise is his, even though you know you're looking for the next best thing because he ain't it. And that's 10 to 12 teams in this league. All right, I want to talk about something that Stephen A. Uh, touched on earlier. So Adam Schefter is reporting that the NFL is investigating why the Bengals did not list Burrow in the injury report after posting a picture of him wearing a device on his wrist on Wednesday night. Is playing a potentially hurt Burrow a bad look for the Bengals, RC? No, we all play hurt. There is, there is zero healthy people in the NFL right now. There is no guy that can say he's 100%. So and not, and in no way is playing Burrow an issue. If Joe Burrow tells you he can get out on the field, he can grip the football, he can throw the football, you let Joe Burrow tell you that he can't. You let him show you that he's, that he's unable to do the job and handle the responsibilities and requirements of playing quarterback. And he is owed that. And when you give him the contract that you gave him, he owes the team that. And that's why Joe Burrow was out there. That's why they made sure to the last opportunity, you were going to let him throw on the sideline. You were going to take him in the back and get him x-rays. You were going to do everything you could do to keep Joe Burrow on the field. Because when you pay a dude that much money, when you draft him number one overall, and he shows he is worth every bit of that, that's your bell, Kyle. That's the way you win football games. And putting Jake Browning on the field is a last resort. So in no way is it wrong to put Joe Burrow on the field, especially when you watch him play the way he played until the moment he went out Hold after on. throwing that touchdown to Joe Mixon. Hold on, R.C. Let me push back. You would have a very valid point that cannot be disputed in any way if it's the media. But if the National Football League is investigating the matter, what I'm asking, I'm asking a question here. You, the Players yep. Association <clears throat> negotiates with the league. The league itself knows everything you just said. You've got former NFL players working in the league office. We all know that. The league itself runs the league. We know that. I'm asking you and Bart. Mm -hmm. I'm not disputing anything. I'm not qualified to dispute what you're saying. But yeah. one would surmise the NFL is. And if the NFL is investigating, then tell us why, if everything you just said is applicable. First off, Christine didn't ask the question that way. Christine wasn't asking me about the investigation. I took the question as if Joe Burrow is injured in any way, are you wrong for allowing him to play until he shows you that he can't? No, no, I what understand she didn't ask that, but I'm, the, I was just talking yeah, about your yeah, answer. I was yeah, just yeah. wanting you're to asking, answer. Yeah, you're asking about the injury report. Yeah. See, because the way the injury report is, is if anybody is hampered in any way, if they're questionable, if they're doubtful, if they're limited at practice, you have to list them on the injury report. Right. And so when they saw Joe Burrow get off of the plane or you saw him in the post with something on his wrist, that's to say that there's a pre-existing injury that is lingering from the last game. Go back to Patrick Mahomes being reported with an illness against the Denver Broncos. Patrick Mahomes was going to play, but you have to report the illness because why? This is how the betting lines are set. 
right? This is how teams prepare to play games. That's what the injury report is. That's why there's always questions to Bill Belichick about the injury reports and about the different things going on with this depth chart because teams are trying to prepare and betting, which is huge in the NFL, even though they try to keep players from betting all the time, betting lines are set based on the injury report. And so, no, I have no issue with Joe Burrow playing, but based on the negotiated CBA, the Cincinnati Bengals were uh, required by the negotiations, by the letter of the law that was signed to report that Joe Burrow had a, a pre-existing injury, and that why is wrong but, and against the rules. That's why but, I but, but much like my suit, it's a gray area, right? And you talk about playing on well, the your suit is silver, but, <laughs> you, know, okay. but, silver. but, but you did say silver, but, but the, the lights, the lights make them look white. Right. Well, the gray area is on a short week, you don't have to practice. You pretty much do glorified walking yes. the entire time. So he doesn't have mm-hmm. to throw the football the same way that he would throw the football typically in a game. So if you don't miss any practice time or any plays, then this is the nuance. And why, as a team, would you keep this off the scouting report? Because unlike hockey, where they just say lower body extremity or upper body extremity, they are mm-hmm. specific in the NFL. And do you want to give your, your, your hated rival the information to say that my quarterback has a hurt risk? You know, no, you don't want to do that because it's an advantage for the opponent, and then the opponent can take advantage of that. So if I have an opportunity as the Cincinnati Bengals not to disclose an injury, everybody's getting treatment on various things. You don't report everything, and you know, as players, we don't report everything that's hurting us to the team. So they're going to investigate it, and you know, I expect maybe a slap on the wrist. But you know, it was a gray area with this because of the um, because of the um, uniqueness of playing well, on a short week. Well, a gray area, I believe, works in the favor of the Cincinnati Bengals because of the things you both just articulated. Uh, You know, just in the throes of competition and just over the mindset that you paid this guy this amount of money, and if he gives you any indication that he can go, you're going to let him go. Plus, you piggyback off of what I introduced, all the plethora of injuries that he's had throughout the year, and he's played through most of them. So the fact that he has a history of being injured but still going out there and performing is yet a later another excuse that the Cincinnati Bengals can lean on to justify why they played them last night. So you're absolutely right, RC. There's There's nothing to question about that. The only thing it can be is what you listed on the injury report, which is a violation of the rules yep. for the collective bargaining if you didn't follow the proper. Absolutely. Okay. ESPN Analytics gives yep. the Bengals a 28% chance to make the playoffs. Let's move to the Ravens side of yep. things because Baltimore lost a key player of yep. their own, possibly their most significant injury of the season when Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews was ruled out after the opening drive with a likely season-ending ankle injury. His quarterback, Lamar Jackson, talked about his tight end post game that's the guy who I you know into the league with you know we've been bread and butter uh, peanut butter and jelly whatever you want to call it but that's very tough because that's my boy that's like receiver one sometimes all right Bart what yeah. did losing Andrews cost the Ravens first of all I want to talk about the tackle because this is a tackle that the competition committee has been trying to outlaw mm-hmm. it's very similar to the tackling style of Roy Williams, who injured T.O. before the Super Bowl. And it's very similar because to the tackle that on that, on that same field hurt uh, Musa Smith and broke his leg and pretty much ended his career. What we have here is him leaving his body and dropping all his body weight and landing on the back. And he got Mark Andrews, but he almost got Lamar Jackson too. 
To me, this is a dirty tactic and a dirty style of tackling. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, when you grab them from the back and you jump, there's nowhere for you to land but in their, on their leg as they're falling forward. Like, they, they outlawed this when it came. They outlawed this with Roy Williams and the competition committee. This is going to be exhibit one. And I, you can, I, I feel you, Archie. I, 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 this is, this is, you know this tactic, you know what I'm saying, dropping all your body weight and landing on the back of players' legs. I'm not going to interrupt between you two because I really the, the, the audience needs to hear from y'all too. Y'all played out there. Now, I can't. I'm not flowing with that bot at all. I'm, I'm I don't. I don't see it in real time. It's hard. For dropping your. Dropping it's hard for me to call that a dirty play. Is all I'm saying. But go ahead, RC. Okay. All right. Go ahead, RC. What's Come your on, response? Bart. 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 Bro, this a, is the a same tackle as Roy Williams. Roy. Roy. Roy Williams. It's not a horse time. collar. Yes, it's not a it's, horse it, collar. No, with you dropping the weight, it's, it's the not, same effect. One at a time. One at a time. You gotta be able to get people. How do you how do you get people on the ground, then Bart? If I'm chasing a guy, is my only chance to grab his waist okay. and run with them down you the run field? Your feet. Like is that you what run I have your to feet, do? No, I have to. You can't run your Bart. You can't, you run, can't your run your feet, feet when he's running away from you. He's running away from you. And so if I continue to run my feet and I continue to run with him, either I got to hope that I'm fast enough to push him forward and he topples over or he just keeps running. Bart, you Okay, maybe it wasn't intentional, but this is a technique that the competition It's not committee, intentional. Maybe the, the competition committee is trying to outlaw this type of tackle, much like the Roy Williams, when you drop all your body weight because you're going to land on people's ankles every time. You saw it happen with Lamar Jackson. That's why he was injured as well. I'm, I'm not saying it was intentional. That wasn't but this is did, did he not tackle Lamar Jackson the exact same way? Did Lamar Jackson not lay on the sideline when he tackled him on the sideline? He landed on his ankle. Did Lamar Jackson not grab his ankle? This is the same thing. Roy Williams used to do the same I'm not, thing. I'm not, I'm, not, the technique. I'm not trying to get into the middle of this discussion because y'all are the ones that need to have it, not me. But I get will, it I want to. I want to mention this to the audience. You are a linebacker. Yes. This brother was a DB before yes. he was a free safety. Free safety, strong safety. What does that? What if anything does that have to do with the difference of opinion that y'all have right now? I'm just asking. I mean, from my perspective, I, I watched Bart- teammate. I watched a teammate get injured the same way, and they, out, they outlawed that tactic. And I know that they're looking to outlaw that tactic, dropping all your body weight. Because as a player, if I'm running forward, if you drop all your weight, I'm going to go backwards, and it's going to put pressure on my knee and my ankle, and you land on it. Right? I'm not saying he did it purposely. I'm you just said trying, it was a dirty play, though. It's a dirty play. It's a dirty tactic. I, you know, we – listen, I play with different people. We, we both got different coaches. But we know that, that that puts a lot of pressure on the on the knee and the ankle. Okay. I'm not saying he did it intentionally. I'm saying, let me take that back. I'm saying that's a dirty <clears throat> tactic, and that's and the NFL is looking to okay. take Bart. that type of tackle out of football. Okay, RC, go ahead. Bart, I, I, I don't know nothing. What I know is we're consistently and constantly taking ways to get people on the ground out of the game. And you have to give defenders some sort of way to get people on the ground. When someone is running away from you, if you wrap their waist and you're trying to get them on the ground, what you have to try to do is go lifeless. You go lifeless and hope that your body weight can now drag the guy to the ground. If his ankle is caught behind him, if you land on his legs, whatever it is, it's the same as if I wrap you from behind and bring your legs together and try to make you fall in that manner. It's the same exact thing. If somebody was trying to drag you out of this room, you'd go lifeless. 
because it makes you heavier and harder to continue to run. I don't understand. This is this is back to the same conversation we had when Tony Pollard was injured against San Francisco. It's not it's not a dirty play. It's not an intentional play. The only intention in this is to get guys to the ground. This is not Mac Jones grabbing Brian Burns' ankle, grabbing it and rolling like an alligator. That's not what this is. This is I'm in a position to where an offensive player has the ball. He's running away from me. I've now grabbed him and I need him to go down now. I agree. The horse collar is a tackle that you can control. I can control putting my hand inside a guy's uh, collar. You can't control that with this. And I think the the more that we get up here, the Bart Bart Scotts have, you have an obligation to not sit up here and say things like this that make the game harder for these people because Musa Smith, because Musa Smith was hurt. This happens a ton of times in games and there there aren't injuries or season ending injuries or career injuries. Ending injuries. RC, we got a commercial. RC, we got a commercial. We'll come back. We're going to continue this discussion. We'll be right back. Go ahead, Christine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back to First Take. Before the break, we talked about the potentially season-ending injury that Mark Andrews suffered early last night in the Ravens' Thursday night football game against the Bengals. Bart and RC had some disagreements about this tackle. Bart, you said that you think this should be outlawed. Yeah, and the rules committee are looking to outlaw it. And what I'm talking about, and RC brought up the horse collar tackle that's already been illegal, it's not the grabbing of the player uh, from the back of the shoulder pads that really makes the horse collar illegal. What makes it illegal is the fact that you drop all your weight, knowing that if somebody's running, your feet runs and goes behind you when you get tackled. And the likelihood is that either their knee's going to get caught in the turf or you're going to land on their feet. And, you know, I was talking to Steven during the break, and what I was saying is this is kind of like what the NBA implemented when they talk about when you close out, you have to give the shooter space to fall down, I mean, to, to come down. 
So it's, it's equivalent to that, in my opinion. This is something that the NFL is already looking to outlaw. Now, is it done purposely to hurt? I don't know. I'm not saying that. I don't know Logan Wilson. You know, uh, but what I'm saying is it's a, it's a dirty tactic to get people down. Now, RC said, well, how you want to get him down? Well, you can tackle his legs. You tackle both his legs together, he falls down without you putting your body weight there. That's, a, that's all I'm saying. I'm giving a different perspective on something. You've got two defensive players that see things totally different. RC? Yeah, and I understand the I understand the the different perspective uh, when Roy Williams, because Roy Williams was the the leading culprit of the horse collar tackle when he hurts Terrell Owens before their playoff run. You talk about the Musa Smith injury as well. It seemed that every time that tackle was implemented into the game, that there was a season-ending injury. We've seen these sorts of tackles, and you see these sorts of tackles throughout the game because it's the way that most players use their body weight in order to get guys down that they are chasing or that they're grabbing as they're running in front of them. And so I feel like every year we do something else that makes it more difficult to play defense. Every year we do something else that makes it more difficult to get guys on the ground. Here's the huge difference between the run out call or foul in basketball and tackling this way in football. One's a damn contact sport and the other isn't. One's a sport where people aren't supposed to hit the ground. The other is a sport that people get paid to make people hit the ground. And if you continue to take away ways to get people down, you could, you'll take away ways for people to have a livelihood. You'll take away ways for people to make money. You'll take away ways for defenses to stop other offenses or to stop offenses, give their team chances to make to win games, and then not allow them to make money. I think that we have to be very careful when we do two things. Very careful as former players when we say something is dirty right or could be considered dirty we have to say that because when the Logan Wilson makes this tackle you don't want people looking at him like that because we do not know Logan Wilson's intention other than getting somebody on the ground and we also have to be extremely careful because the more we say something like this should be outlawed I think the more conversations that are happening in offensive rooms and in meeting and in um, rules committee rooms that make it more difficult to play this game. We're veering away from the rundown for today's show. I think it's necessary, and it's a very, very important point that I want to bring up because here's where I would respectfully, because you know how much love and respect I have for you, RC, I would respectfully ask you to take this into consideration. I get where you're coming from about being careful in what we say. I think that should apply to people like me and others who have not played But because he's played and you have played, I really, really believe, wait a minute, there's another component that we have to be very, very careful about. If authentically, genuinely, and informatively, you as a former player believe something to be the case, guess what? When the league office is trying to implement rules and regulations, what are one of the things that you insist upon? That players be a part of that. Because you were on the field, you saw it, you experienced it, you were even involved with it to some degree. And so for me, when I look at, I get where you're coming from about the need to be careful, but I would receive it far more significantly than I believe Bart should, 
Because even though I agree with you in this particular instance, and I don't agree with Bart about that particular play in terms of it being dirty, what I would say in response to that is the brother has played in the NFL, you have played in the NFL, and y'all have direct insight to what is going on on the football field more than anybody on the outside. And if y'all can't be authentic and forthcoming and completely transparent with what the hell you're seeing, when are we ever going to get that? That's what I would say. And, 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 and he disagree with that at and, all. And, and to kind of rebuke no. the point about, you know, players got hurt from the horse collar, where we saw two players in the same game, Lamar Jackson – and Mark Andrews get hurt from the same technique. It's not the, it's the falling down when you're attacking somebody from behind with the body weight. That's all I got. Let's, let, let's move on. Yeah, I do want to point out, too, that this is the same type of tackle that um, caused Patrick Mahomes to get injured in the divisional round of the playoffs last year with that high ankle sprain. Okay. Okay, so let's move on. The Buffalo Bills are coming off of a tough Monday night 24-22 to loss to the Denver Broncos. And now, with a new coach calling the plays on offense this Sunday, they will welcome the New York Jets to town. Quarterback Josh Allen has a league-leading 11 interceptions and 14 turnovers on the season and finished Monday's matchup with 177 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Now, after Buffalo's Monday night loss to the corner to the Broncos, Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs, the brother of Bill's wide receiver, Stefan, posted on social media, man, 14, gotta get up out of there. The next morning, Trayvon sent out another post that read, let's not forget, he didn't start going off till bro got there in reference to Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Yesterday, Stefan was asked about his brother's tweets. Here's what he had to say. I'm not responsible for how other people feel. Anybody in this room, for this matter, a reporter, a player, even my own brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my brother. And the space that my brother's coming from is my family. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you want to know how he feels, you got to gotta take it up with him. Because I've never been nothing but fully invested, or especially from a professional aspect. I've never really said anything about being unhappy. So, when you draw conclusions as to stuff I've never said, that's what kind of troubles me because it kind of throws a wrench in it. It kind of creates chaos where I haven't created. All right, Stephen A., your reaction to what Stefan Diggs had to say. Oh, I see. I need you to look at me this, bro, my brother, because I, I see I got to be careful because Bar Scott, I don't know if you know this. I'm a fan of the pivot. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I watch RC and, 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 break it, and breaking down stuff the way that he breaks down. I, I love Fred Taylor. I love my brother. But the, Appreciate but, it, brother. But, 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 but I love the pivot, but, but I know how RC can get into that, you know, that cerebral mode and pastor-like sermon. <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm careful with what I'm saying. Uh, RC, <laughs> RC, and, and Stefan Diggs, if you're watching, let me tell you something. I love you, brother. I, I, I've watched Stefan Diggs play for years. He's been a guest on this show Monster. on several occasions. I got mad love for him and Trayvon and the whole bit. No shade whatsoever. But, Stefan, I can't quite let you get away with what you tried to get away <laughs> yesterday. I just can't do it, bro. I can't do it. Here's why. We have to draw parallels, RC. Bart Scott mm -hmm. to his days in Minnesota. So I took down some notes here, y'all, okay? Because remember, he was traded from Minnesota to Buffalo in March of 2020, right? Blockbuster deal involving the first-round pick. Remember, that trade was two years removed from Diggs signing a five-year extension to stay in Minnesota through the 2023 season. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. 
Then in April of 2022, he signs the four years, $96 million deal with Buffalo through the 2027 season. So the timing, see how the timing works? Now we get to this point. If you recall, R.C. and Bart Scott, things sound in Minnesota. Rightfully so, we favor Trayvon Diggs because they were trying to act like Adam Thielen was that dude when it was Stephon Diggs who was that dude. And Stephon Diggs had a problem. Remember that he was fined over $200,000 for unexcused absences from practices and team meetings? Do y'all remember that? I remember it. Do you remember it? I looked it up. Am I, am, am I saying anything false thus far? This is what happened, right? And then if you remember, at that particular moment in time, Diggs swore and told Kirk Cousins that the trade request had nothing to do with Cousins and that Diggs was just looking for another opportunity. It sounds familiar, don't it? It's like a damn rerun, except instead of in Minnesota, it's in Buffalo. And that's what's going on here. Stephon Diggs, baby, come on, Stephon Diggs. I mean, we just talking, my brother. I'm just saying, it, it, what Stefan Diggs is doing right now, y'all, I, 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 God rest my, you know, my wonderful mama, God rest her soul. My mother, that, you got to put R.C. up for this, because I'm telling you, R.C., it's worth it because you'll crack up laughing. My mother was a very fair-minded West Indian woman that wasn't about black and white, about right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. She didn't give a damn who you were, right? Mm-hmm. And so she had to go and serve on a jury. Right? This is a true story. My mama had to go and serve on a jury. And me and my pops looked at her, and we went like this. Uh, uh, it's a brother, ain't it? And she was like, yeah, yeah. We, and we were like this. Poor boy don't have a chance. Because we knew my mother wasn't gonna, My mother wasn't giving no passes. She wasn't giving no passes, right? So she goes, and then she serves on jury, right? And she serves on the jury, and then we, I said, you put him away, didn't you? She went like this, for a long, long time. That's what she said. That's what she said. And, we, and, then, she start, and then she started talking about the case. Yeah. And the case was the dude had robbed the deli. And the dude had walked into the deli, right? And he had on the same outfit. And then he left. And came back the next day. I'm sorry, the next five minutes. I'm sorry, with the same outfit on, but a mask. He's like, "Who you fooling?" Raymond, is that you? That's Stefan Diggs. Same outfit, the same outfit, same spot, and just in a different mask. And the mask is Buffalo instead of Minnesota. That's my story. Take it away, fellas. Take it away. I mean, take it away. I don't even know how to follow, man. Yeah, I just tell you, man. But, 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 but me and R.C. discussed this earlier, right, when we talk about nobody knows your true feelings and thoughts like your family. And, you know, you know Trayvon is, is, is qualified to speak on behalf of his brother, and he's speaking for him because, Trayvon, because Stefan can't say the things that he wants to say. Stefan, I believe, sees that the window for Bu- in Buffalo is closing, right? No Leslie Frazier, right? No Ken Dorsey. We see that they're running out of excuses, people to blame. And this is co- probably going to be a bit of a mini rebuild when you think about Poyer's, you know, past, you know, older. You think about, you know, Michael Hyde. You think about Von Miller not being a player that, you know, that he could be because of the knee injuries. And this is an opportunity at 30, 32 years old. He signed that deal, so they really can't get rid of him because of dead cap money. So he has to convince them maybe to get rid of him because they they're going to always side with the franchise quarterback over a receiver. So you know, this is the way to get out of here, man. And I think he's trying to find his way out because he don't believe that, you know, he's that dude like he lost uh, faith in Kirk Cousins, who people believe was solar power. Go ahead, R.C. Yeah, I, d- I don't necessarily know if this is about Josh Allen. And I can't speak to the fact that Stefan Diggs is putting his brother up to this. But Stephen A., you know it. Christine, Bart, you know it. Especially for us, it's you can do me things, but you can't do them to my people. 
right? Like there are things you can say about me. There are things that I can take that I won't let you say about my brother, that I won't let you do or put my brother through. And so if he's calling me, because we know how close their relationship is, if he's calling me after the game or if we on the group chat texting and he's like, man, like, like I got to get the ball, man, I, I don't know if we can win, man, they, they, they playing me over here or this happened this day, this happened that day. What happens to Trayvon Diggs? Trayvon Diggs is feeling this for his brother. He's empathetic to what he's going through. And so when he's watching the game and they're turning the football over four times, they're losing to the Denver Broncos. His first thought is, my brother got to get out of there. And you know what happens. Your brother's on the field. There's nobody to talk to. There's nobody to tell it to. So you tweet it because that's what social media has given people opportunities to share their thoughts right in the moment. And so then it doesn't pick up enough steam. Or maybe you talk to your brother again after the game and he's telling you about his frustrations, telling you maybe I don't see this being a situation that will be good for me and give us give us a team opportunity as a team to win a championship. Or there's an altercation in the locker room or something is said. And then you say, let's not forget, Brian start going off till Big Bro got there. There was only 20 touchdowns passing the year before he got there, and it suddenly jumped to 37. It was Josh Allen is full of potential and could possibly be to Josh Allen as an MVP candidate and the second best quarterback in the world behind Patrick Mahomes. See, those were the conversations that started because of Stephon Diggs. There's a Stephon Diggs trade rule now. And no, it's not an official trade rule. It's when A.J. Brown goes to Jalen Hurts, what do we say? Oh, he can have that Stephon Diggs effect. When Tyreek Hill goes with Tua Tungavaloa, what do we say? Oh, he can have that Stefan Diggs effect. Because now everybody's looking for that number one receiver to help a young quarterback become who he could potentially be. And so now what we're getting is Trayvon Diggs is saying all the things that we do not know whether or not Stefan Diggs feels. But we know this, if he felt them, he wouldn't be wrong. But if Stefan Diggs wanted to make sure that everything was copacetic in his locker room, he would have came out and said, I believe in, in Josh Allen. I am not disgruntled. He didn't, re he, didn't, he didn't refute anything that his brother said. And that lets us know that he feels that he way. Because did he lie? No, I, I, didn't did say, I, didn't, I didn't say he, he did. Brother, did he lie? I, I didn't say he did. Oh, no, say, we know he ain't lying. lying. We didn't say well, he well, lied. Well, 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 well. <laughs> We know Stephon Diggs ain't lying. Stephon Diggs is a good brother. He just gets frustrated. He just needs to act. He just needs to diversify his acting out because he's used the same blueprint. You know, it's a, and it's a rerun. It's a rerun. He just needs to be a bit more creative. Why don't you come in and let me talk to you, Steph? Give me a call and stuff like that. We'll work on your creativity and coming up with different ways to say the same thing. That's all. The Stephen okay. A. Smith show. Yeah. Or the pivot. Let me pivot. That's right. Pivot to the Stephen A. Pivot right to the Stephen A. Smith show. Something like that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Welcome back to First Take. The Cowboys travel to Charlotte to take on the 1-8 Panthers on Sunday. Dallas is just 2-3 and three on the road this season and will play the next three at home after this trip. It's time for Sportsbook Predictions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bart, will Dak Prescott for, throw more or less than 251 and a half yards against the Panthers? More. Listen, this is the um, homecoming version of the uh, Dallas Cowboys schedule. This is when Dak's going to make that MVP push. Listen, you can you can bank this one. He might throw for 400. And, and, and man, you talk about the noise coming out of Dallas. You know, they playing a team that's basically equivalent to homecoming. You know, what I'm saying at Hampton. Easy decision he's going to get. I mean, it's the second bye week that Dak Prescott has had. I mean, he's got the Giants and now, the, the, you know, the Pants. I mean, damn. I mean, talk about a cakewalk. I mean, they, they, I don't want to hear anything about Dak Prescott until at least start playing real football teams again. Yeah. That's me personally. All right, uh, let's move on. Bart, will Stefan Diggs post more or less than 77 and a half receiving yards against the Jets? Less, because I think Joe Brady's going to try and run the football, and the Jets understand that they want to try and frustrate Stephon Diggs, so they're going to put a little sauce on him. They're going to put D.J. Reed on him, who's the best cornerback uh, tandem in the game. They tried in the first game to get him away from those two guys by putting him in the slot. I think the Jets double him from the slot to make sure that he can get frustrated and see if he can have a temper tantrum on the sideline, kind of really mess up the floor of that offense. Absolutely, they're going to try, but I still think he's going to get more than 77 yards because I think the Bills are going to prioritize this because mm -hmm. they recognize his impact on that locker room. And, and, and the more disgruntled he gets, the more detrimental it could be to their aspirations. I think they look to feed him the ball even if it's to their detriment this weekend, and he will get more than 77 yards received. Okay, over to the Dolphins, Bart. Will Tyreek Hill put up more or less than 91 and a half yards receiving against the Raiders? Listen, listen, the, the honeymoon phase is over with, with the Raiders. They should have lost to the Jets last week, but I think, listen, the Dolphins 
see that possibly they can try and fight for that number one seed. Um, as you know, you look at the tough schedule that Kansas City has and you know uh, coming forward. So listen, I think they they hit the ground running, refreshed, and I think they take it to the next level as they did a little bit of self scouting to kind of try and take this offense to the next level. And Tyreek is on pace to be an MVP, non quarterback. I refuse to believe anybody's going to hold Tyreek Hill 91 yards or less. I I got to see it to believe it, and I know I've seen it before. But damn it, it ain't often. He's that phenomenal. He's that great. No doubt about it. He'll have more. And by the way, speaking of them damn Jets, that Zach Wilson throwing that interception. I'm like, I like, I like. Good Lord, have mercy. It's what a damn. Well, well, that, well, that was Alan Lazar, who I think they they're probably going to put on the bench. He didn't come back for that ball. Right. He has to come back for that ball. He was brought in to be I a number. I feel two. you. I feel you. But it was a transparent. Pass that was he had to off. throw. He, 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 he didn't have to, to throw that one. He had to. That was the only read he had, man. We we need a point. Throw it out of bounds. Alan Lazard, man. Throw it out of bounds. Alan Lazard, right. they got to play better in, in New York, man. Let's leave it there.